0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, and welcome to the exciting, colorful, and sometimes bizarre world of Argentine tango. On this show, we'll be meeting tango instructors, event organizers, and musicians, and they are a fascinating bunch of people. It'll be a great time, and I hope you can handle it. I'm your host, Joe Yang, and thank you very much for joining us. And today's special guests are Michaela Colleen Barrett and Alberto Ramos Cordero from the Cleveland Tango School in Cleveland, Ohio. Michaela has a very artistic background with experience in graphic design, painting, tai chi, theater, and other forms of creative expression. She first came into the world of tango as a teenager, which is something many of us wish we had done. Alberto has trained at the Mark Morris Dance Company in Brooklyn. He's taught at the Hunter College Tango Club and the You Should Be Dancing Studio in New York City. In Puerto Rico, he has taught alongside instructors and performers of Entonces Tango. And with me now are Michaela and Alberto. Thank you both so much for taking the time to be on the show. It's great to have you here.
1: Happy to be on the show. Hi guys. Yeah, it's
0: a pleasure. <laughs> okay, I wanna jump right into it. Can you both describe the moment when you knew you wanted Tango to be a big part of your life?
1: <laughs> um, I was uh I was living in Amsterdam, uh couple of years ago different life uh, and I was dating a dancer at the time mm-hmm. and uh, she took me to a tribute concert to uh, Astor Pia Sola. Mm. and uh, I remember watching I remember watching it was like five, it was a quintet of like five women and I remember watching this orchestra and and they were making there was no percussive instruments not. but they were hitting all of their uh, their bando they were hitting the bass they were hitting they were making all of these great rhythms and I thought to myself this is amazing uh, I, I, the next day I went out and I bought a violin and I thought to myself, I'm going to, I'm going to play this music. I'm going to make it happen. Right. And uh, when it turned out that I was an awful, awful, awful <laughs> musician, I decided, uh, I was going to dance instead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. The violin is, is pretty tough. Uh, Michaela, how about you? I mean, you have a very artistic background, but why don't you tell us uh, how you decided tango would be a big part of your life?
2: Yeah, I always knew that I would be an artist of some sort. Um, I really didn't have any other choice. But uh, for me, tango is a bit hazy. I remember hearing the music also when I was um, about 14, 15. Mm -hmm. I had been swing dancing a little bit. I grew up in New York City, and that's one of the only places that you can go underage, and they don't bother you, and you can hang out all night at bars and such. So um, uh, when I heard tango, I think... I think I heard it um, American Tango, like ballroom first. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, there's something to this that I like. It's not this, but there's something here. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: when I was about 17, I realized that uh, it was Argentine Tango. And I started taking lessons with a guy in a swing band. Mm -hmm. And I just fell in love with it ever since. Fun fact,
1: uh, her first date was to a milonga.
2: Really?
1: Really? Yeah,
2: in Central Park at, uh, at Sunset he showed up in a suit and uh, the rest is history okay so that guy was...
1: that guy is still dancing tango too awesome yeah, but he's
2: not he's not alberto
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait so was this a central park milonga was this at the um at the bethesda fountain or at the shakespeare statue
2: the or... shakespeare statue Oh,
0: okay so what was your very first milonga like i know michael you kind of touching upon that that date was that your very first milonga
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, a lot of them I don't really remember now because, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're a teenager, you don't really pay attention to a lot of things. But uh, I do remember the feeling of walking down a street that I had walked down before, but all of a sudden now I knew that upstairs there were people dancing and Mm -hmm. that no one around me knew about it. Mm -hmm. And then just climbing those stairs and entering another world, and it felt so different from anything that I had ever experienced. and that was amazing to me. Mm-hmm.
0: And at and, uh, the and the actual dancing at that first Milanco, how did that feel?
2: Gosh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay. it, it obviously less, left an impression. Okay. but okay. in terms of steps and I mean, who knows?
0: <laughs> how about you, Alberto?
2: Uh, for me it was the
1: it was the coolest thing ever. Like I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know anything about any of this. But uh, the, the people who got me into it—they were—they were theater performers. They were circus performers. Oh. They were—they were these amazingly talented artists, and uh, they were hosting their milongas in their own like studio space, like mm-hmm. where they were uh, based out of their theater company. So there were like puppets hanging from the ceiling. Oh, there wow. were uh, bleachers for the uh, for when people would come in to catch a show in their space, oh. and uh, I, I know exactly how the dancing was because mm-hmm. I have a hard drive password-protected apparatus with all of the videos that I took from my uh, early days of tango. Oh. And if any of these videos get out, I'm never going to have a career again. Dancing was <laughs> miserable, absolutely miserable. But uh, it was it was a good time. It okay. was a lot of fun. W- where was this? Uh, this was in Amsterdam, and then this was uh, with some of the same guys I, I started I started uh, working with in Puerto Rico. Okay. Uh, most of my trajectory has been around artists, clowns. Theater. Okay. It's it's been a lot of
0: fun. So you documented your journey in that protected hard drive. So that's I a- did. I
1: did indeed. Uh, much to my chagrin. Hopefully, it <laughs> never comes out.
0: Okay. So a, a lot of our listeners out there, they're just starting to come to malangas. They're just starting to feel that tango addiction set in that we've all that we've all felt, but they're still a little nervous. You know about about coming out social dancing so other than observing basic customs such as floor craft and using the kaba sale what advice would you give them to help make their milonga experiences a little more enjoyable
1: whenever i go to a milonga i sit down at the table and i uh I grab whiskey, I I talk to my friends, I check everything out, and I kind of survey the room. Mm -hmm. And I start to, like, organize my night a little bit. Mm -hmm. I start looking at the women on the floor, for instance, and I'm like, oh, she looks like she's going to be really good for rhythmic tandas. Mm -hmm. Oh, she looks like she's very sweet, so maybe I can uh, play with something a little bit more melodic with her. And Mm -hmm. I start not only, like, picking and choosing, like, who I want to dance with, but I start to think about, like, what I think they would enjoy dancing best with, mm-hmm. and I kind of stack the deck in my favor to get the most out of my evening. Oh, so my first maybe half hour, I'm kind of just organizing my night a little bit, and at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm just checking in, socializing, and uh, it takes a lot of the pressure off, and it just makes it a more enjoyable evening for me.
0: Okay, excellent. How about you, Michaela?
2: Yeah, the Milangas, I mean, they, they can't just be about the dancing. the The social aspect and the community is such a huge part of it that if you take that away, it gets very stale very fast, I Mm -hmm. think, or at least unsatisfying. So I would say make friends, you know, uh, talk to people, get interested. I've never met such a diverse group of interesting people as I have through Tango, Mm -hmm. and it's a goldmine of fascinating conversations and connections that you can make with folks all over the world. Mm -hmm. So to get started on that ability early will really help people, I think, it's helped me. Yes, if I can, uh, sure.
1: not, to, not to interrupt, if I can add to that, actually. I, sure, sure. I, uh, when, I, when I'm sitting down at my table at the, at the beginning of the evening, I'm, I'm usually snapping out rhythms, yeah, for the first couple songs. I'm oh. just like marking the half beat, marking the syncopation, marking the whole beat, you know, just getting my head into a space where I can start to create some jazz, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it kind of puts me in the mood to, to party a little bit more. Okay. And fun fact, if you're on the subway doing that same thing, it's an easy way to get a seat. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. yeah. This is this is true.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you've both hung out with and actually participated in other dance forms and other activities. Um, have those have have you kind of brought those experiences into your tango to enhance it, or have you found that tango has something in common with a lot of other uh activities you've done before?
2: Absolutely. Uh for my part my lineage, uh, my father is a Tai Chi instructor, mm. so I grew up around martial artists, and uh, and as I mentioned earlier, I did a little swing dancing, though I yeah. didn't study much. Mm-hmm. And every day I see similarities in the language and the ideas and how people understand how to move their bodies. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the parallels are constant, mm. and tango is just one way to see how to be a human in this world and relate to other people and communicate and accept someone into your space, expand mm-hmm. your boundaries and it's really, it's important to study that I think because otherwise then we just get stuck alone yeah. <laughs> and not really yeah. um, touching other people. Okay. So it's really nice to go out every day. Mm-hmm. And just see people hugging and embracing and moving together and studying how to move together yeah. with unity rather than with you know fear.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. How about you, Alberto?
2: Oh, brother! I was the I was the worst
1: tango student you can imagine. I, I I was I was absolutely miserable. I think I think that I made like the people who brought me up and guided me and teach me they they I, I owe them so much because I think I just made them just depressed. Frankly, I. Uh, so no, no, I br- I feel, I, I, if I'm honest with myself, I feel like I brought no skill set to Tango at all. The only thing that I, I, I had was I was just too stupid to stop. I didn't realize <laughs> it was just complete ignorance and I just kept going until I got good. And that's oh. literally how I made it this far. It worked. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so along that track, what's some really good advice you've gotten from, from teachers?
1: I would say... So, so there, there's there's a lot a lot of teachers uh, will talk about how how uh, tango is improvised, and I think at a certain point, like people are talking about the improvisational aspects of tango and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. it wasn't until. Uh, you know, one one guy told me to start thinking about it in terms of interpretation rather than improvisation. You know, mm-hmm. he says that he didn't believe that tango was improvised. Oh. He said that, you know, what you have to do is you're, you're part of the orchestra. You have to either participate, you have to create, you have to riff, and you have to study it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped a lot. The other thing that uh, really helped me along in my process, because a common complaint that we get is that, you know, every different teacher is going to tell you a different thing, you know, they'll come at tango, uh, from a different aspect and it can get confusing. It can be overwhelming Mm
3: -hmm. for
1: the student. And, uh, I remember I was down in Buenos Aires and I I had gone through this experience myself. And, uh, one teacher was talking to me talking to me about energy pathways and you know, how to create shapes and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, another was talking to me about just moving forward with confidence and bringing that to your dance. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I needed some third-person perspective because they were giving me slightly different permutations. I see. And uh, one of the older guys, he sits down next to me, and he told me to look at their bodies. One of them is real skinny so mm-hmm. he was talking about how to create things with shapes. Mm-hmm. And the other's a big fat guy. And he was like <laughs> just barreling forward because he had a gut that reached six feet in front of him. He was never <laughs> going to step on it. And it, it, it's, it became really real that you have to start looking at the bodies. It's not about yeah. the academia of it, but you have to look at how the bodies move and why they move that way. Mm-hmm. And that, that really helped a lot to clarify some details for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> how about you, Michaela? Yeah. Um, on the same lens, I I, I learn a lot from uh, studying my own body. You know, I I go inward a lot to 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 learn. But one of the best pieces of advice I don't know if it was advice, but one of the best things that a teacher ever said to me was, um, it's okay to feel lost. <laughs> yeah. And I remember I remember just looking all of a sudden at the anxiety in my body. Mm-hmm. And saying, "Oh, yeah, that's there, and it's not going away just because I tell it to. Mm-hmm. So let me find a different way to relate to it, you know. Oh. And that that alone that opened up a lot of doors for me because then it gave me uh, another language to talk to myself, you know. And for for the following role, man, a lot of a lot of the work is in just getting comfortable in your own skin, in your own self-expression, in Mm -hmm. your ability to portray ideas that you may have. And there's so much emotional stuff that's pent up in there and working through that is really an amazing process. So when he said that, I was like, okay, yeah, this is me and here I am.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So how did you both start teaching? Can you tell us about that journey?
2: Yeah, I mean, god
1: what do you want to know this was uh maybe the uh early aughts um i i was i was a journalist for a while actually i was was on the other side of the mic i was the one doing the interviews and uh i i was working for a radio affiliate down in uh puerto rico Mm. um and i started to i started to lose a little bit of interest i started to 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 travel a little bit more i started to get out Mm -hmm. and uh at one point i met i met this uh this girl and uh I followed. I followed her to New York City, like mm-hmm. like we tend to do sometimes.
3: Yeah.
1: And I arrived in New York, and I sat down, and uh, I didn't have any belongings. The apartment was empty. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I re- didn't really know the person that I was with. I didn't have any family around, and I just like that very first night. I was like, all right, I'm going to the milonga. I'm not going to sit here and just mm-hmm. stew in this this overwhelming situation. Yeah. And uh, I went to the milonga that one night, and I did not leave the milonga for the next. Three years, wow! And I just cut my teeth in the New York Tango uh, Tango community, and mm-hmm. they treated me so amazingly well, yeah. and it, it all manifested very organically. Mm-hmm. I started getting offers to to work in some of the universities, so I started teaching uh, over at uh, teaching tango over at the CUNY system, for instance, and um, started DJing. I got hired by a couple studios, and it really just it was a very organic process okay. uh, for me, one step to the other. All right, how about you, Michaela?
2: Um, yeah, I dipped my toe in, you know, for for years, and I always kind of came back to art, and I'm a painter as well, and theater mm-hmm. as as more realistic. But uh, at one point, it really became clear that this was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. and I remember the feeling um, was like recognizing a limb that you always had but you never knew how to use. Right, mm. so all of a sudden I had this other appendage that I had to learn how to express with, and it was so fulfilling to to find out the language for how to dance and how to use my body in this way that I couldn't imagine doing anything else. And then when I met Alberto, mm-hmm. everything coalesced, and it was just clear that we were working really well together, and and it was a no-brainer after that, yeah.
1: Okay.
0: How did, how did you both end up in Cleveland?
1: Uh, how did we end up in Cleveland? Uh, so me and Michaela, we started to work together uh, a couple years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hurricane Sandy hit, hit New York City, right? And, right. Uh, and that, that, that storm went through, and my partner, the person I was teaching my classes with at the time, Shout out to Sarah Chung down in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she couldn't make it to the gig. She couldn't make it to work, you know.
3: Uh. Uh,
1: she was stranded down in Philly. And I remember I, I had seen Michaela around. She had just moved back to town, you know. She she was working a little bit. And, uh, like, we didn't really know each other, but I had this opportunity. Uh, sometimes, sometimes as... Uh, Sometimes it can be a challenging uh, world for for artists by themselves. Mm-hmm. So I had an opportunity for a paying gig for a working artist, and I looked at Michaela and I was like, I don't know you much, but let's let's do this, man. Let's 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 get to work. Yeah. And uh, we started working together after that. And as things started to coalesce, we decided we wanted to dedicate ourselves more to working together professionally. We wanted to dedicate ourselves more to practice, and we mm-hmm. moved to Argentina for a year. Nice. So we spent we spent a year in Argentina just working on our craft, working with a bunch of teachers and uh, when it came time to get back to the United States um, we were just looking for a place where we could actually add something I think a lot of teachers try to be in the New York's try to be in San Francisco try to be in these big cities Mm -hmm. and uh, we thought that for us it might be nice to go to the frontier the -hmm. wild west of tango yeah create something new Mm -hmm. because those new communities those communities that are coming up Mm -hmm. not only is it a service to the spots where there is not much tango and we've done our community is growing by leaps and bounds, Excellent. but also we provide a service to other artists. We mm-hmm. create a place where they can come and uh, make money, and share, and be in a space that's different. and And that was very important to me that we would have something to offer to tango in general I wanted it gave so much to me in my life that I wanted to offer something back Mm -hmm. and uh Cleveland Ohio was the place that I chose to kind of open up open up a new field Mm
0: -hmm. reason I asked Ohio has a special place in my heart I was I was actually born in Dayton oh wow hey yeah yeah so Fellow Buckeye, big Yeah. Okay. Next question I have um, is what what tends to happen with a lot of students is as they move out of that beginner stage, they get to a, a comfortable level of dance, and some of them sort of stick there. They sort of plateau. So how do you how do you keep challenging yourselves to to improve?
2: For me, it's 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 never.
1: One second. Uh, challenging ourselves to improve or challenging
0: our students to improve. Uh, we'll start with yourselves, then we'll go on to the students.
2: Um, I, I never I, I never find it hard to challenge myself because the challenges are always there. You know, mm-hmm. there's always something that you're not quite happy with or something that you can't quite do as well as you want. And uh, I I know this from from painting and everything as well. There's uh, someone someone recently described it as a. A, an extreme creative dissatisfaction okay. that drives you forward mm-hmm. and I feel that pretty much every day <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, the, but what drives me is the fact that I enjoy it now it's not just frustrating it's it gives me something to chew on and, and that's just beautiful so I, I never find it hard to stop Chewing, I mm-hmm. guess. Okay. For me, man, uh, I, I actually resonate really well with what you're saying. I,
1: I mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm hungry for progress. Art yeah. comes first. Like everything else, uh, it's, it's, it's turned into a business. We do this full time. We work mm-hmm. every day. We wake up in the morning. We do tango. We go to sleep at night and we think about tango. We dream about tango.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: I, I, I'm just starving for growth and for progress and I, I that that same drive that I had at the beginning where I was just too stupid to stop. I think I'm still I'm still that guy.
3: Yeah. I'm still
1: waking up in the morning and <laughs> if if I wasn't making a dime with tango, I would still be on the streets doing tango. Like there's yeah. there's no other way that I want my life to manifest. I've mm-hmm. I've dedicated myself to this. I feel like uh I didn't really know myself until until I started this and it opened up a whole new world for me. And uh, it's time to give back a little bit. So oh. I'm I'm doing my best. All right. All right. Excellent. And for Stu student- for, yeah, students, for students, I
2: think I think it's important to recognize what you get out of it. I mean, Alberto and I have very similar goals for this, but for some people it's just something to do after work, and, and it's important to see what tango adds to your life mm-hmm. and then feed yourself that way. Because if you're trying to be someone else, then it's not going to quite work. Mm-hmm. So just take it where where you want to. And for some people, that means just going out and getting a couple dances, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. And for some people, it means learning about, you know, the history and the culture, and that's great too. And and some people like me, it's about knowing everything you can know about your body and how to relate to people and how to express yourself in the art form. And that's Mm -hmm. great too. And it's good to also recognize what the teachers are offering in terms of that so mm-hmm. maybe some of them will lean more towards one than the other and is in some communities you don't have as much options but in some places bigger cities you can gravitate towards the people who are speaking to the things that matter to you
1: mm-hmm. for, yeah. for me for the students sure. uh, it's all it's all about pedagogy right I mean uh, it's it's the teachers responsibility to, to to transmit information in a way that's that's pleasant that's fun that's enjoyable and that's uh, educational so uh, I think a lot of every time I'm teaching a class I think about it more like performance art you know mm-hmm. uh, so I've, I've attained this knowledge but how to transmit it is always a, a very large concern so we we play a lot of games we steal from a lot of uh, other other uh, body modalities and, sure. and uh, theater and improv and we just I I'm, I'm very concerned. I, I pay a lot of attention to not only the content of my class but also the pacing of it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, if people can can gather together in a space, I feel like they have to have fun. I feel like they have to leave with a sense of accomplishment, mm-hmm. and I feel like they have to have learned something. You know, and if I can, every one of my classes is designed to get those three elements out. And uh, our for for tango, we, we retain a lot of our students. Great. I feel like a lot of people have come to class, you know, and in a lot of communities, they'll keep maybe one, two out of each beginner group, you know, mm-hmm. but our retention rate is absolutely excellent. Uh, oh, we've been great. doing, we've been, we've been very lucky and blessed with that. Actually, mm-hmm. it's not just us. It's the people who come to our class. They've been, they've been an absolute joy.
0: Yeah. That retention, that's the, uh, that's super important, but that's glad. That's great that you've, you've figured out a way to, to make that happen. Yeah. Now you also recently had the, uh, your bowling marathon,
1: Last weekend, yeah. right before this recording.
0: So how did you come up with the idea of that?
1: So so I feel like, uh, and, and there's no wrong answers to this, but I feel mm-hmm. like uh, a lot of tango events can be broke down into two different worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have uh, a tango event, you know, a place where you dress to the nines, you gussy up, you, you go out and you have an evening, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you have... And it's absolutely lovely. It brings so much to the experience. And then I, I, I feel like the other type of event is... It's just it's just a mess. It's just an absolute glorious mess. You get together with your friends, yep. you party it up, uh, you 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 drink, you flirt inappropriately. It's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. And uh, when when I came to when I came to Cleveland, Ohio, I, I, I thought to myself, what we need in this place is a uh, is is a bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we were really excited to be part of this process. Mm-hmm. We actually came to it a little bit late in the game. A colleague of ours from New York, uh, Adam Hoopen Gardner, oh, yeah. yep. was uh, was putting this event on for. Uh, Three, four years. No, he, this is the sixth year incarnation of this. Right. Um, so uh, he had this great vision of what he wanted to bring and how to bring all of these dancers to where he was born where he was raised mm-hmm. and he thought to himself this would be a great venue and Adam actually brought us in as uh, co-organizers
3: oh, uh, for the okay. last
1: two years now so this was actually his brainchild and he's done oh, a great right. job with that and we're very blessed to be a part of it Excellent. it was
2: it was a really it was a really great weekend it nice. was exactly as Alberto said everyone had uh, a nice time And it was felt very special It felt like a lot of friends in one room Just mm-hmm. enjoying something together She She's underplaying the debauchery But uh, <laughs> we're, we're trying to keep this We're
1: trying to keep this uh, PG For your listeners
0: Okay, I appreciate that <laughs> That's excellent Yeah, I, I was talking to Rod Relucio from Chicago A couple of weeks ago for a podcast So July 4th weekend, July 5th through the 8th 2018, you both are coming To the Windy City Tango Festival, aren't you?
1: This is oh, yeah. true. Yeah, this That's... is true. I just got announced.
0: Yeah. And um, I know you came to Madison a couple of months ago here. Unfortunately, I was away that weekend. So I was really disappointed to miss you too. But if we don't want to wait till 2018 to meet you to hear from you, uh, where can we find out more about Cleveland Tango School? And you guys. Um, well,
2: we have a lot of information on our website, which is clevelandtango.com. All right. And also, like everyone in our age bracket, we are on Facebook.
1: We are on the social medias. You can follow us. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. And there we have a group, uh, the Cleveland Tango School, and that we post all of our announcements and tour dates and everything that we are doing here and uh, in the rest of the country.
0: Okay, that sounds great. So, are there any future projects or exciting items you have in the works?
2: Yeah, so we've already got dates for the next bowling marathon. Okay. um, Of which, by the way, bowling is not an integral part. You don't have to bowl. I didn't bowl at all. A lot of people get that (laughs) misconfused. But uh, so that's going to be next September, the second weekend. I think it's the 7th, 8th, and 9th. Okay. Um, You already mentioned the Windy City Festival. Yeah. We're also... Alberto is going to be DJing at the uh, Toronto Tango Marathon in January.
1: We're also at the Pittsburgh Tango uh, Marathon, uh, which is coming up soon. In Uh, November. We are going to be uh, featured again at the uh, Toronto Tango Festival next year. Excellent. Toronto Tango Experience, I apologize. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Windy City. So our our dates are filling up. Keep uh, keep abreast of the situation online, and uh, hopefully we can see some of your people out there. Oh, yeah. That'd be great can I uh, can I give uh, just one quick shout out to uh, the people of the people of Puerto Rico yes I'm originally from the island mm-hmm. uh, they're doing they're having some really hard times right yeah. now Hurricane Maria devastated the island um, if you're listening and you're able to help I encourage you to be part of the relief efforts donate your time donate your money donate clothes and uh, we, we we really appreciate and support the efforts down there and uh, every bit of help would be appreciated
2: yeah, they're going to be experiencing some hard times for months. So yeah. we're, we're hoping to help any way we can.
1: Yeah, excellent.
0: Okay, well, thank you both so much for your time. It was a great conversation. I think you um, have a lot of information that's going to be really useful to a lot of our listeners. And um, I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having us, brother.
0: Okay, yeah, hope to you meet good. you both in the near future.
1: Uh, sure thing, brother. Take it easy.
0: You too. Take care. Okay, that was another fun conversation and there was a lot of good energy there. And again, we have guests who bring up a lot of points that are worth thinking about. I really appreciated what Alberto and Michaela said about the learning process. Michaela said that it's important to know the specific hunger in you that tango is going to satisfy. She did a great job phrasing that, didn't she? Enjoy Tango on your terms. Some of you are going to be really serious about it while others might be more laid back. It's okay, don't pressure yourself one way or another. And for the more serious tango fans out there, of course you're out there. If you weren't, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Alberto brought up the importance of being able to tailor the theoretical, academic aspects of tango learning to our specific body types. So upon listening to what our teachers are telling us, we have to determine if that information physically makes sense to us. If not, we'll have to use our bodies a different way in order to figure it out. And Michaela talked about looking inward. I really like what she said about anxiety and how it won't go away just because we tell it to. And by really getting to know our own bodies and movements, we can adapt our dancing to manage that anxious energy or perhaps turn it into an advantage. So thank you again, Alberto and Michaela, for giving us lots of good information to ponder. And of course, thank you both for your time, for sharing your stories, your humor, and for your insights. And to all of you listeners, thank you again so much for tuning into Joe's Tango Podcast. If you enjoy this program and you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star rating, a positive review, and remember to subscribe. It just takes a couple seconds. That does a lot to help more people find this podcast. And of course, sharing this with your friends would also be lovely. I truly, truly appreciate your support. Okay, that's it for now. We'll have more shows coming to you every week. I'm Joe Yang. Talk to you again soon.